Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. It's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. Today, I want to discuss how people-pleasing affects your relationship with food and with yourself, how this ends up impacting us so significantly. We have various internal feelings and thoughts that we experience as a direct result of our people-pleasing tendencies. And I want to show how this leads to feeling taken advantage of, overlooked, and unhappy. And as busy working mothers, we really tend to put everyone's needs before our own. I know that I do this and yeah, it can be so frustrating. I actively find myself sometimes stopping myself from doing this because it's so innate and it's so part of me. And it's frustrating because I sometimes find myself being overly accommodating to my family members' needs. And it often makes me feel taken advantage of or resentful. And those are not feelings I want to carry around. And I certainly don't want to feel this way toward people I care about. And I also don't want to carry around these feelings because it can affect my relationship with food. These difficult emotions hurt and nobody likes to feel hurt. We all experience pain sometimes at some point in our lives. That's natural. That's a natural human condition. And our natural response as humans, the tendency is to try to avoid the pain. And the problem is that since we all will experience loss, rejection, failure, anger, whatnot, but when we people please, we also might feel the feelings of being overwhelmed or resentful. And since we've taught, been taught to kind of not feel those emotions, deny our feelings, kind of get on with life, or as I heard in my house, carry on, (laughs) which is no, that's just kind of the natural response, right? Our culture emphasizes feeling positive all the time or happy. We're told not that we need to control our emotions and that feeling bad is negative or wrong or feeling scared is vulnerable or weak. And so no wonder our instinctive reaction is to the painful emotions is to escape. And emotional eating is one of the ways that we escape from those feelings. The eating can be kind of the balm that soothes or distracts, provides a numbing way to go away from the difficult emotions that we're feeling. So 
I've talked a lot about the diet cycle before on this podcast, but there's also an emotional eating cycle and it can look very similar. It typically starts with a painful emotion. We push that emotion aside, reject it. And so when we do that, we have difficulty feeling the emotion or allowing it. So then we might comfort ourselves by eating and that's emotional eating. Then we feel feelings of inadequacy or shame. And then we might even feel the need to eat more to avoid that additional feeling of shame. And there's so much shame and guilt around emotional eating. We see it as a failure or lack of control. A more compassionate way of viewing emotional eating is to view it as a coping tool and to recognize it that it provides relief in certain situations. But what we need to do is really examine why we're eating in the first place. And when it is, comes from the idea that we are pleasing others and generating negative emotions from pleasing others, we need to look at those behaviors and we need to look at those feelings in a more proactive way in order to avoid those emotional eating tendencies. Since society has taught us to kind of be good girls, not to rock the boat or be too loud or be too much of anything, we always tend to make sure that others' needs are met and that those around us are comfortable and happy. But at what cost? The cost tends to be that we suffer Our mental health suffers because we're not addressing the emotions that we're actually feeling. And then, you know, we tend to emotionally eat. And that's a cycle that many, many of us feel so, so frustrated with. We tell ourselves, no more emotional eating. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And we try all these tactics, maybe hiding the food or stashing the chocolate somewhere where nobody knows But really, we need to examine the underlying emotions. And in this case, examine why we're people pleasing and how we can kind of address our people pleasing tendencies so that the emotions that can come with it don't arise and result in the emotional eating. So instead of people pleasing, let's ensure that our needs are being met so that we don't turn to food to soothe our emotions. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.